Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who said graters had his favorite ice cream flavor. Brandon Siegel, how are you doing? I so I here's the thing. I I did technically I did technically say that, um, but uh, my words were minced up a little bit. You said uh, it. We we caught you in 4K. Graters, Graters has the most mid and average ice cream I've ever had. It's just fine. I think store bought ice cream is the same. Um, because Graters is in stores and it tastes just like any other store bought ice cream. Not a hot take. Um, I meant to say Handles has my favorite flavor of ice cream. Um, and, and we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves with this intro in general here today uh, because we do have an ice cream related segment in a little bit. Uh, but nevertheless, a man who does, for whatever reason, like Graders quite a lot and the third member of this podcast is, of course, Ben O'Brien. Ben, I missed last week, um, but I'm happy to be talking to you today. How are you? I'd be doing a lot better if you weren't talking. If it was just me and Trevor, I'd, I'd be doing a lot better. Because here's the thing, Brennan. Trevor and I had an hour-long podcast last week, and you right. didn't. Yeah. And I, I didn't have to listen to you have garbage takes like that in the first thirty seconds, like you did tonight. So it's just one of those things, like Trevor and I Why together. Am I getting attacked? I said just a nice us thing two, to you. When it's just us two, things seem to flow a whole lot better than when you come in, you know, hot right uh-huh. away with these garbage takes. It's just it. It kind of. I think it ruins the credibility of this podcast. And honestly, I'm embarrassed to be on it right now. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean. Here's the thing, Ben. I said a very nice thing about you, and you just came in hot. What do you think? I, about I'll, I'll give you credit. No, 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 no that's not true at all. You didn't give me a test on this one. I did not because I, I just I, assumed I, you I wouldn't listen. I just assumed I will you say, listen. I will say, but see, this makes me happy to know this, but I will say you guys were fabulous without me and you guys Thank did a you. great job, which is good. That's good. I'm very happy about that. But look, nevertheless, we got a lot of stuff to get today. Uh, we got another fun draft segment, uh, which is going to be really, really great. Um, and we have some some pretty interesting sports headlines to talk about. The first thing I want to discuss today is the conference realignment. We have seen a lot of teams that are leaving the Pac-12 and going elsewhere. We have Arizona going to the Big 12. Um, we have UCLA, USC going to the Big 10. We have Oregon and Washington going to the Big 10. Um, Utah is going to the Big 12. Um, I, I think there's other teams that are looking to leave the Pac-12. This has become a enormous mess huge huge mess um it's a big big blunder um over there in the pac-12 i don't know what's going on i i know like we joked that the pac-12 isn't as good as the other conferences and like it's not as good as the sec it isn't or the big 10 but like it's not like way worse like i i don't know to me this is such a weird move i understand it's just money and like these teams are getting more money to leave i definitely get that um i saw someone on twitter I mean, this was a lot of people said this on Twitter. This is just like a funny joke, but they were like all the teams that are joining the Big Ten. They were like, let's just ask Stanford uh, to come over as well. And like another one of the Pac-12 teams to like, let's make two conferences in the Big Ten. Um, call them leaders yeah. and legends, whatever you want to call them. Two divisions, one of them yeah. will be all the Pac-12, the previous Pac-12 teams. And one of them will be all the Big Ten teams. And then at the end of the year, they by, you know, whoever wins the most games uh, in the respected divisions. divisions, they, you know, they end up playing a game maybe in like Pasadena uh, California in the Rose Bowl Stadium. You maybe call it the Rose Bowl. Um, and yeah, you just, you work it out like that. Um, so that was a pretty funny tweet. Um, I, I think, I mean, we're all going to be in agreement. This is stupid and stinks, I think. Um, it sucks that this this major Power 5 conference is getting destroyed 
um, and eaten up by, you know, the, the SEC and Big 12 and, and Big 10. Um, ben, I'm actually going to go to you first. What are your thoughts on, on these teams that are leaving, like, officially and stuff and the conference realignment in total? So we've had, I feel like, and this kind of goes in waves, like, conference realignment goes in waves. And it's gone. It's gone in multiple waves. Like I remember, I remember when it was. I thought it was a big deal at the time when you had like you know Syracuse jump into the whatever the ACC and Louisville jump the ACC, um, and you had even like a Missouri going from the Big Twelve to the SEC, things like that. But obviously, this is this is a conference realignment that is completely just restructuring, not just football, which football is driving it, but I mean obviously every other college sport. Um, and it's a bummer. It is. And again, it's all for money and that's, and nobody's going to apologize for that. These, these schools are not going to apologize for, for moving to conferences that are going to give them more money. But I think, I mean, obviously the ones that are hurting or suffering from this are the fans and also the athletes. I, there are a lot of athletes that are, have been very outspoken about the fact that they don't want to have to travel from LA to New Jersey for a volleyball game because they purposely chose to stay at home because their family could come to more games and things like that. And I get it, but at the end of the day, it's all about money. Um, so it sucks. It stinks for fans. It stinks for a lot of people who who grew up with with the conferences that we know. And honestly, I'm not the smartest person in the world. You too. It's going to take me a long time to get used to some of these teams being in those conferences. It might be ten it's years take, before it's I. It's going to be so long. It might be ten it's years before be so before I, off the top of my head, can 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 say without thinking that Oregon is in the Big Ten. It might take me a good ten years to not say they're in the Pac-12. Um, so it stinks, but it's it's part of the process. Again, 20 years, 30 years from now, maybe we won't think much of it. But right now, living through it, it's it's not fun. Change is never fun like this. And um, a lot of those, again, a lot of those those rivalries that we've come to know and love for for generations aren't going to be the same anymore. Yeah, and I, I think, like, that's, that's one thing that's going to stink. Like, let's say Arizona State isn't where uh, they don't go to the Big 12. Then we, I think they, are they? I think they did yes. announce yeah, that. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona. There are, Arizona there are State. some rivalries that are Oregon State. Together. Oregon State, they're probably not going to the Big Ten, right? No, like, I don't. We'll see. No. Yeah, like I mean, that's that, we'll that's see. a big rivalry that the two Oregon's teams playing in Washington, um, Washington, Washington State. State no more of that. Yeah, Washington yeah, the State's Apple Cup or whatever not. they called it. Yeah, it stinks. So that to me really stinks. But you know, someone on Twitter, this is another thing I read. Someone on Twitter said, like, does this make it where the non-conference schedules they do play that game, um, which would be better for fan experience. You get one more game against a quality opponent. Um, so I'd be interested to see what would happen. I also was reading, do you think like like some of these teams that haven't said where they're going, do they stay in the Pac-12, allow the Pac-12 to get some different teams, and then just win the conference? Like, is that, like, I don't know is if that that's, that bad? I don't know if that's I, worth the I, money that I don't you would know. lose that by having smaller market teams in your conference. I don't think it's worth the money probably, that you'd lose. That is probably a good point. Trevor, what do you think about all this? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of wild. I, I listened to a podcast this morning when I was on my little walk. I think Brandon is still sleeping. I was on a little walk. Shocker. I was listening to a podcast. And they said the Pac-12 was dead, uh, which I, I don't know how to feel about that statement because the Pac-12, obviously, it's definitely not a Pac-12 anymore. It had nine teams before Friday, and then it went from nine to four as Oregon and Washington both went to the Big Ten. Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah all went to the Big 12. And then, obviously... Um, in, in the past year, year or two, we've seen Colorado leave the Pac-12, and obviously we heard the announcement that USC and UCLA will be going to the Big Ten. That was last summer, I believe. Um, so yeah, I mean, in, in a short amount of time here, 
The Pac-12 is down to a Pac-4. Um, I believe Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and four teams, you can't have a conference with four teams. You just can't. It, it doesn't work. Um, so it, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Pac-12 does. Obviously, um, this is going to happen in 2024. So after this this next season of, you know, all not just football, but all athletics, um, then we're going to see that transition happen. And it's going to be real interesting because I wonder, obviously, like Brandon kind of said at the beginning, this is clearly all the, you know, it, it has to do with money. It has to do with the media rights deal. It become, became clear that um, the Pac-12, their media rights deal wasn't really as, as good as some of these other leagues. Um basically comparing to other conferences. It looks like I'm reading here that the Pac-12 currently has a 12-year, $3 billion with Fox and ESPN, mm-hmm. and it's going to expire in 2024. So they haven't really gotten a deal in place, it looks like. I- I've been seeing reports throughout the last couple of weeks that they've been discussing some sort of uh, deal with Apple TV+. Plus. Um, you know, yeah. So we will see what comes of that, but that doesn't really sound super appealing to me. I mean, yes, you know, these streaming sites are becoming more and more, um, you know, in the, in the, uh, mainstream, I guess. And we have Amazon on with the NFL and stuff like that, but it's still so early. Um, and especially like with college football, you know, you still have, you know, I would say generally speaking, an older fan base. Um, it, there's, there's just a lot of things here that the Pac-12 is not doing well. Their commissioner that they've had hasn't really, you know, um, been trying to bring in new teams like some of these other leagues have. I think when I was listening to the podcast this morning, they mentioned, and I don't really remember this, but there was a point where Texas and Oklahoma, this might've been five or five plus years ago when Texas and Oklahoma weren't really happy in the big 12 and there was rumors that they could have talked about joining the Pac-12. That obviously never came to fruition. Instead, um, you know, I think they're looking to go to the SEC now. Um, you know, but nevertheless, it's just it really sucks for the Pac-12, and it really sucks. I mean, more so for the fans, the student athletes, all the coaches. I mean, just think about like. If you're a softball player for Oregon or a soft or not or a softball player for, you know, one of these te- teams now that you have to do all this travel and it's not like like football, a lot of these football programs like Oregon, they probably have like private charter planes, right? Uh, some of these teams probably do, but it, the Oregon softball team or the, you know, Washington volleyball team probably doesn't have that. They might have to do connecting flights and that's just a lot of travel. And when you're going to school and trying to play a sport at, you know, all at the same time, that's already such a huge time commitment. It's just going to be even more difficult on these student athletes. So that's, I think, you know, that's some one of the parts that I haven't really seen talked about a lot that really sucks. Um, and, you know, that's just another thing I hate about it because this is just terrible all around. Yeah, I, I think from fan experience, uh, this is not a positive one. Um, and you make a lot of good points about, like, a lot of things that people I don't think would mention um, is uh, is not so great. So we'll we'll keep it moving here, and you know, we'll stay updated on this. This is developing. This will keep on developing for quite a while, probably. Um, unfortunately, we got to talk about this next topic. The uh, women's World Cup is happening in U.S. The uh, U.S. women lost yesterday, this um, morning, which or this yeah. morning, five a.m. Five a.m. This morning, um, which that really stinks. 
uh, that they lost to Sweden on PKs. It was 0-0. They lost 5-4 on PKs. Trevor, I know you got uh, to watch some of the highlights. Your your thoughts? I, I legitimately think this was one of the most brutal sports losses I've ever seen. Um, the U.S. controlled the game. I mean, it, you know, they, they went to extra time, and then they obviously went to PKs. So they went through 120 minutes plus of, of real time. And then they went to the penalty kick shootout. Um, and the U.S. was in control. They had more shots. They had more shots on goal. They had a lot of good chances. But the the goalkeeper for Sweden, I, I forget her name, but she did a fantastic job. I think she had 11 saves um, in the 120 minutes before penalty kicks. 11 saves. Um, some of them were some really good saves. So credit to her. She did a great job. And this is a huge win for Sweden, obviously. Um, but for the U.S., this is just absolutely brutal to lose this way. The U.S. has never uh, finished lower than third place in a World Cup. Here they're losing in the round of 16. And not only did they control the game, but they also were leading in penalty kicks. They were up 3-2 to two at one point, and then they actually had three misses in a row. And, you know, for, the, for those people who don't really understand maybe how penalty kicks work or they don't really you know, I guess get it like penalty kicks. Generally speaking, you're much more likely to make it than not just because it's a, it's a, it's a goalkeeper and it's you and the net is, it, it's a large area to, to get the ball in. So it's not it's really, analysis. it is a large, area. it's a large area to get the ball in. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to like, like, so simply put, it's not that hard to score a penalty kick. It's really like if you're a professional soccer player, more often than not, you're going to score. And the U.S. women's national team missed three times in a row. They missed three times in a row. And not only did they miss, it wasn't like the keeper from Sweden saved the shots. They put two over the net and they put one to the right. It was just, it was terrible. And I don't want to, I don't want to be too hard on the U.S. women's national team because it's not like I'm like super into following the team all the time. So I don't want to sit up here and like criticize them a ton, but it was disappointing and it was a really brutal loss for the team, obviously. Um, and obviously one that, you know, they're going to be having nightmares about for quite a while, I would say. Um, ben, what about you? Did you get a chance to, to watch them this game? What were some of your thoughts? Well, Trevor, my takeaway from what you just said is the fact that you think that you could easily score a penalty kick. And that's noted. Okay, I'm going to remember that one. Um, Again, I'm saying <laughs> I'm not kidding, against man. a professional key goalkeeper, uh, but I'm I saying know, I know. Yeah, it's Alan, more Trevor, you likely. said it's a big goal. You said it's a big goal. It's you said you could do like, it. <laughs> maybe not me. No, I get it. No, you, you, you made it clear that you were talking in terms of professional soccer players. Um, yeah. Here's what I'll say, Trevor. If you remember last week, Trevor, on our podcast, I think it was just last week. It was us too. Maybe it was two weeks ago. I said I was not worried about the women's national team. It was this was after they, you know, won a game and then tied a game, and I said they'll be fine. Trevor, I'd like to update my uh, opinion. I'm officially worried about the U.S. women's national team in terms of the 2023 <laughs> World Cup. Yeah. I, I'm officially worried so. about them. Um, they, I mean, they're just they just weren't that good this year. They 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 struggled, and they should have been a lot better. Um, and and we have, I mean, the United States has a lot of resources. We should have been a lot better in this World Cup. And I think we saw inklings of it even from their first game. They won three nothing against Vietnam, but the takeaway after that first game was they should have won ten nothing. And then obviously they tie against whoever it was, um, and they tie against Portugal or whoever. So. Um, yeah, they, they, I think we we saw it coming. I think a, people, a lot of people, and especially even someone like me, who's not like I don't follow the team religiously, like you said. Um, I, I watch them when when they play in the World Cup. 
I think we all just kind of assumed that they had the ability to turn on a switch and be the U.S. women's national team again, and we just never really saw that this year from them. And that happens a lot in sports. Sometimes you have teams, you have years where you're just having a down year, and, and people expect that you can just turn on a switch, and all of a sudden you're going to be the team that you have been before, and, and that doesn't always happen. So clearly that was the case this year. They just, for whatever reason, they didn't have the group of, of athletes that, that we expected them to have at least, or, they, or I guess I should say they didn't mesh the way that we expected them to. Um, and we all thought that they could just turn on a switch after three poor performances or below average performances. And that just wasn't the case. And that's, that's how sports work. Sometimes you just don't have the right combination of, of personalities and, and athletes and all these other things to, to have the team that you expect to have. So it's part of sports. Obviously it's disappointing. Um, because in terms of women's soccer, we are, you know, we are the standard. And I think a lot of times that's, that's fun for us because in terms of men's soccer, we clearly are not the standard. So it's fun to kind of be top dog in terms of women's soccer um so it's disappointing but again i'm i four years from now we're, we're gonna be playing whatever it is the 2027 world cup uh and the women's national team will be one of the favorites again so it stinks it's it's obviously unfortunate it would have been cool to watch them win three in a row but it wasn't meant to be and i think we will all still be rooting for them four years from now the next world cup yeah yeah definitely i mean i think the only other thing i'd add is that you know the, the other team and this is something that's been talked about over and over again like the other teams in the world are getting better that seems to yes, be clear absolutely. teams are um, catching up but it, it definitely seems like this team clearly took a step back from where they were four years ago clearly wasn't the same uh caliber of a team so you know we'll see i mean they have you know obviously four years until the next world cup so a lot of time to improve and you know, uh, you know, just get better as a team and find that chemistry for 2027. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So we'll see about the U.S. women's team. Um, I I do think that there's there we got a little bit of an issue. Teams are catching up. Um, hopefully, we can continue to build distance and move forward, um, and hopefully come back stronger in 27. Um, all right. Next up, we are doing a divisional week uh, in the NFL, going through giving you know our thoughts, some predictions. Um, today we are going to do the NFC South, kind of a uh, a little bit of a stinker conference. Um, not a great conference at all, um, but we are going to do it nevertheless um, here. So let's see, who do we, Trevor? Who do you want to start with? Which team in the NFC South would you like to talk about first? Um, I kind of want to talk about the Carolina Panthers first, to all be right. honest. With all right, you. Not, knock it out, Trevor. Go ahead. Um, so the Carolina Panthers—they're coming off of a uh, season where they went seven and ten. Obviously, all of the teams in this conference or in this division were below 500 last year, including the Carolina Panthers. But I, throughout last season, I, I, I had, I don't know, I had some level of faith in the Carolina Panthers. I thought, you know, they're, they're an interesting team. Their defense is, is not bad. Yes, their coach sucks, um, and they don't really have a good quarterback situation. I get it, but I like their defense, and I think they could stay in games, and that gives them a chance. Um, well, now you look at the Carolina Panthers. Um, they have a new head coach. Frank Reich steps in, obviously. I think they had one of the worst coaches in the NFL last year. Um, and they also have a new quarterback that they just drafted and Bryce Young, who should step in and obviously be the starter. So a couple notable changes there. Um, they have other new additions. They have Adam Thielen, um, you know, wide receiver. They got a couple other. Let's see. They got Vaughn Bell as well as a key free agent safety. Miles Sanders, uh, DJ Chark. So, you know, Hayden Hurst tight end. So they have, you know, I think some good pieces here that they got. Now they also have a couple pieces that walked out the door, most notably DJ Moore, obviously a really solid wide receiver that now uh, goes to Chicago. But I think overall, it, it seems to me like on paper, the Panthers did get better. I think what they did in the draft was pretty solid. 
Um, they picked up a rookie. They got a wide receiver from Old Miss as well. So I do kind of like what they did in the draft. I kind of like what they did in the offseason. And they have a new coach. Can can Frank Reich be worse than Matt Rule? I don't think so. I, I don't think he can be worse. So I kind of like what the Panthers have here. Um, by no means are they going to be some amazing team. Um, but looking at the schedule they have, they finished, I believe, second. Well, they were tied for second. So I think this is a second-place schedule I'm looking at in front of me right now. Um, looking at it, it doesn't look like it's too difficult. Again, they play in the NFC South. So I think this is a team... They can actually be pretty solid, and I believe in Bryce Young. I think he can be a pretty good quarterback. Um, you know, maybe the first couple weeks will be rough. Again, he is a rookie. All rookies, you know, have have some issues at first. But I do believe in Bryce Young being a good quarterback as long as that offensive line can, you know, protect him, which I think that is something to be concerned about with Carolina. But I do believe in this team enough compared to the other teams in the NFC South. I think this team's the best team in the division. I really do. I think Carolina's going to win the NFC South. I'm looking at their over-under here. I'm seeing 7.5. I think they're going to win more than 7.5 games. I think they're going to get 8 wins and win this division. Maybe even 9 wins. Um, Might be a hot take. But I believe in Carolina. What do you think, Brandon? So, uh I, I mean, I definitely don't agree with everything you said. I, Carolina got some good pickups, and they lost some people. You know, they they switched out um, uh, Thielen. Uh, they got Adam Thielen for DJ Moore. That's kind of a you know uh, of a of a, a trade off there. Uh, you had Christian McCaffrey, uh, and you lost Dante Foreman as well. You gained Miles Sanders. I mean, this is not great. Hayden Hurst comes to the team. Ben. Both of our teams have had Hayden Hurst. He's a solid player. Um, but he's not a game-changing player. Um, and uh, I, I think uh, Von Bell, obviously, another player from the Bengals, uh, Ben. Von Bell is a good player. To me, I don't know if they've done enough to make them like drastically better. You have a rookie quarterback who, even though there's been a lot of good reports on Bryce Young, um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I, I think this is the best team in the division. Uh, to me, this, this seems like they're going to be about where they were last year, maybe even marginally worse i'll still predict that they win seven games uh von bell is a good pickup it does seem like they're trying to revamp the offense trying to do something um if bryce young plays i mean like if he i mean if he plays as good as like you know like baker's uh you know his freshman year where he threw like 25 touchdowns i mean that team wasn't a great team and that team was more talented that brown seems more talented than this panthers team so to me i feel like their ceiling is like eight games um, I, I feel like seven is, is pretty accurate. What was their over under? What did you say was, um, uh, seeing seven and a half here. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go under. I think seven is, is reasonable for the Panthers, a reasonable goal. Try to repeat last year. And then the, the, the following year they get a little free agent money. Um, and they, they build off the roster they have. That should be a, a year that they can be able to win, you know, eight, nine, maybe even 10 games. But for this upcoming year, it's a seven game season for the Panthers. I do not think this team is great. Uh, to me, this is probably the third best team in the division. I mean, they're—I don't think they're better than the Saints. It's probably close with the the Falcons. The Falcons added a lot of horsepower on that team. They had, they pack a punch everywhere. They got a lot of very good players. They had a lot of free agent money. Um, so I I expect better things from the Falcons. Um, but not—I mean, they won't be like much much better than the Panthers. Um, and I think the Bucks are terrible. So I I think the Panthers will be the third best team in this division. Um, Ben, what do you think about the Panthers? Yeah, just real quick, I think I don't think they're they're the best team in the division, but I do think a lot of times people forget that they were not a bad team last year. They weren't good, but they weren't bad. And I think because they, they had the first around. because they had the first overall pick, people assume that they were terrible. 
Um, but they traded up for that pick. So they, they did not finish as the worst team in the NFL, and they're adding a very talented quarterback. I have a lot of faith in in, in Bryce Young just because because their division's not great. He's going to get multiple games against teams that are not fantastic, and I think that for a young quarterback, that is super valuable because it shows him that he can play at that level and he can he can win games. Um, so no, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna go undefeated, but I, I do think that they have pieces that that can win them football games. Trevor, if it's seven and a half over under, I'll take the over. I think they can win eight games. I think they could win nine games. I really do. Um, I don't think it's super likely, but I would not be surprised if the Carolina Panthers finish the season nine and eight. I really do think um with the pieces that they have from last year, yes, they did lose a lot of pieces in terms of free agents, um, with people like McCaffrey and with people like DJ Moore, but um they have a future and they have they still have um, equity in terms of draft picks moving forward, obviously with a, a potential superstar quarterback in Bryce Young. So I, I'm not I'm not super down on the Carolina Panthers at all, be, just because of how, I guess I should say, how decent they were last year. Okay, interesting. Interesting analysis, Ben. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not as high on the Panthers as you guys are. I, th- I just think the rookie quarterback and they have a relatively new coach, like getting that together is going to be, I think, a, a little bit of a project. Let's move along to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the Falcons, like I said, they added a lot of firepower. They had, I think, the most or second most free agent money. There was even a concern at a point in time that they would sign Lamar um, away like to an offer sheet that the Ravens could not match because they had so much money. Uh, but they re-signed Caleb McGarry, uh, one of the better tackles in the league. They signed Jesse Bates. Ben, you know a lot about Jesse Bates. Calais Campbell from the Ravens, who I absolutely love towards the end of his career, but he's still playing fabulous ball. They signed Scotty Miller, everyone, Bowling yeah. Green alum. Um, so a lot of, lot of great signings that they made in my opinion, and they didn't lose a ton. Now the question with the Falcons is going to be on, uh, Desmond Ritter. Can he take that step? They, they are committing to him. They're saying, look, the torch has been passed. Um, and, and they're, they're giving it, uh, over to him. I think to me, this team is in a similar position to the Panthers where it's like, all right, young quarterback, take the ball. Now, obviously I'd rather have Bryce Young, uh, than Desmond Ritter, but I would definitely much rather have the Falcons and their offensive weapons and frankly defensive weapons. I think they're a way more talented team uh, than the Panthers. Um, and to be honest, both those rookie quarter, well, I mean, I get Ritter's not technically a rookie, but like he, he's barely played. Both those young quarterbacks, um, I don't think will do great. And I think it'll be much more reliant on the talent around them. So for me, the Panthers, what, what or not the Panthers, excuse me, the Falcons, what are the, what's their over under, Trevor? Do you have that on you? Yeah, I think it was eight and a half. Eight and a half. That also seems fair to me. Um, I'll, I'll go with eight wins. Uh, so I'll also stay under on the Falcons. Eight wins for me. I think an eight and nine season, to be honest, for the Falcons would be, would be pretty successful. Um, I, I think that's a, a solid one. To me, they are, they are very much competing with the Panthers. They're in very similar situations, and I'm interested to see how they do. Ben, I'm going to go to you uh, next here for the Falcons. What do you think? I actually like the Falcons a lot. Um, my my I do have concern with Desmond Ritter, and I, I don't hate Desmond Ritter. I just, I'm going to be honest, I don't think he's that good. Um, but, he's, but we haven't seen a whole lot of him in the NFL, so we'll see. I will give him credit in terms of, that dude does not back down from anything. Like he is not scared of anything. If it's a big game, like he he will not quiver under under the pressure of a game. So I'll give him credit there. I just his accuracy isn't isn't insanely good at all. Um, but I actually like the Atlanta Falcons a lot. I I think I think they might win the division. Eight and a half wins. I think they can win nine games. I really do. Um, Bijan Robinson apparently is a freak. I don't. I'm not gonna act like I know anything about the dude. But when the NFL draft was coming around, everybody was obsessed with that dude. Um, and obviously they still have talent. They still have Kyle Pitts and other other players. So. 
Um, they have a good team, and defensively, they've gotten a lot better. Obviously, Jesse Bates is a very good player who is um, being paid a lot of money. So I think they're a good team. And again, this is not a super um, intriguing division. It's not a super competitive division. So I, I think the Falcons absolutely have what it takes to uh, to come out on top and, and you know host a home playoff game here in the next whatever it is, five months. Interesting. We're going to have to have to see, Benny. Trevor, what do you think about the Falcons? Yeah, so I think the Falcons are, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess on paper, it, it seems like they, they added talent and they got better. Um, I'm still, well, number one, I, I'm not a huge believer in Desmond Ritter. I think he's all right. We saw him in very limited action last season. He played four games. Um, he, had, in those four games, had only two touchdowns, but he didn't throw an interception. Um, so I guess not terrible. He, I mean, they won two games. They lost two games. So it's kind of some good, some bad. Nothing that really stood out. I'm still not super high on him. I do think, I mean, getting B. John Robinson, I mean, I think immediately he'll probably make an impact. That's for sure. And they don't have a terrible offensive line either. I, I, I think their defense is just still pretty bad, though. Last year it was really bad. I think it's still going to struggle quite a lot. Um, I mean, here I'm looking at this just in um, on Warren Sharp's book. I'm looking at he has their front seven ranked 28th, their secondary 26th. Um, neither of those are good ratings there. So I'm worried about the Falcons defense, I think, more than anything. I, I do put the Panthers just a little bit above the Falcons. I think there's three teams in this division. They're all very close. I, I lean Panthers first. The Falcons, I, I think they're right behind the Panthers, but as far as that eight and a half over under, I'd go under. I think they're probably seven or eight wins. Okay. Seven or eight wins here for the Falcons. Let's keep it moving along here to the New Orleans Saints. Um, so the Saints, their biggest addition here, we got Derek Carr. I think Jamal Williams is a very underrated addition um, with uh, Alvin Kamara now suspended three games. But nevertheless, even with him in the lineup, a great uh, guy who's going who's gonna to have good touches at the goal line. Um, you know, the the big losses for them, they they had some big losses. Uh, Marquez Calloway, a guy who's produced a decent amount for them. Marcus Davenport, probably their biggest loss, uh, their, their edge rusher who's been pretty solid. Um, so I, I think, uh, this Saints team, the biggest question is going to be Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, the weapons around Derek Carr. Can they improve his game enough where the addition of Derek Carr, um, puts them over the top, um, and, you know, really propels them into the playoffs. Now, this is definitely not a great team at all. Um, but to me, this is the best team in the division. Last year we saw this team, um, win how many games did they win seven and ten last year seven and ten the addition of Derek Carr they have the best quarterback in the division by I think a pretty large amount um not that Derek Carr is like this amazing quarterback but the the division stinks um so I I think to me this propels the team to win nine maybe even ten games in this terrible terrible division uh they also what what place did they come in what's they were so there were three teams that were seven and ten last year so they they came in third um, which means they have the third place schedule. I could easily see this team winning 10 games purely based off that schedule and the Derek Carr bump up uh, from what they've had. They're just not going to play a ton of great teams. Um, so for me, I think a realistic number for them is nine wins. I think you said eight and a half is their over-under, correct? Nine and a half. It's nine and a half. So <sighs> that is tough. I think I'll go, I'll go under. I think it's the safer choice, but I really could see this team winning 10 games. To me, they are uh, by a, a a pretty decent margin the best team in the division. Trevor, I'll go to you next for the Saints. 
Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I'd probably lean Saints over Falcons for two. I I think again, those top three teams are very close. I I, I would say Panthers one, Saints two, Falcons three, and then that leaves the Bucks last. Um, I think the over under um nine and a half is just too high for me. I don't think the Saints are going to win nine over ten games or over nine. Yeah, over nine games. I think they'll probably win about eight. Um, maybe seven, I would probably say eight wins for them. I think they are better than the Falcons. Um, just because again, they did get Derek Carr. So he's, yeah, I would say he's the, probably the best quarterback in this division. I mean, I, again, I really believe in Bryce Young. So I think by the end of the season, I think you might argue that Bryce Young's the best, but for now, Derek Carr is, so we will see, but, uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, skill players on the saints, they've had so many injuries, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, um, yes, they had seasons where they were really good. Alvin, Alvin Kamara was one of the best, if not the best running backs in the league, like three, four years ago. But, uh, I don't know if that's the case anymore. Uh, we'll have to see. And he's had so many injuries. Um, you know, Chris Olave, obviously a really good young wide receiver. He'll probably have a solid season for sure. Um, and their defense is, it, it's decent. I think it's been certainly better in years past. A couple of years ago, they had one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best. I still think they have a really good secondary. I think that's kind of been the, the Saints calling card the past four or five years. Their secondary is really good, which is going to give them chances to kind of hang in games. Um, but again, some of these players are getting older. Cameron Jordan, who has been amazing for so long, you know, he, he is starting to get a little bit older. So we'll have to see. And I think the worst thing the Saints have going for them is their coach. I just would not trust Dennis Allen with with anything. I do not think he's a good coach. I think he's one of the worst coaches in the entire National Football League. And I think that could be a reason why they lose some big games, especially when they're when they're in some of these crunch time games and Derek Carr. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is just me being me seeing the videos, but I've been watching some videos of Derek Carr throw bad red zone interceptions and it's, it's stuck in my mind. So I don't know. I, I feel like the saints in close games, I don't know if they'll be able to get it done. And that's why I lean um, the Panthers over them. I, I, I don't think they can quite get to, I, I, yeah, I'd say eight games probably for the saints. Ben, what do you think? I, I just I can't get behind Derek Carr. I can't do it. And he's not I just think he's a whatever quarterback, meaning like I don't think much of him one way or another. Um I don't know. I just they're they're fine. Again, it's not it's a bad division. So if they win it, they can win it with nine games. Um I don't think they're winning if it's nine and a half, I don't think they're winning ten games. I think they win eight or nine games. Um I just I don't know. I can't do it. Michael Thomas, who knows? I couldn't even tell you if he's on the team anymore. I mean I don't I get it, Chris Olave's good and they have weapons, but I just I can't do it. I'm not going to act like I know everything about the Saints, but Derek Carr, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, plant my my uh, flag in the ground right now, and I'm just going to be the Derek Carr hater. So I'm going to say they finished third in this division because I, I can't do Derek Carr. I just can't. I can't do it. We've done this every year. Every year, people try to tell us he's not that bad, and every year he's just kind of whatever. I can't do it. All right. I mean, fair enough, Benny. Uh, fair enough. Let's get to the last team in the division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, who have had a tumble from the top, to say the least. Um, and look, they did win their Super Bowl, but Tom Brady's contract ultimately came to hurt them. And this is the year that that is happening. Um, and not only is Tom Brady not even on the team, um, he's gone best quarterback of all time off the team. They lost Sean Murphy bunting. They lost Mike Edwards. They lost Shaq Mason. Um, they lost a lot of important pieces. Um, and this is going to be a very bad team this year. Um, they do have a little bit of talent on op- the offensive and defensive side. They definitely do. Um, but it seems like Baker Mayfield's at the helm and gentlemen, we know that's not a winning formula. Um, so this is going to be like a five, six win team. This will be 
excuse me, the worst team in the division for sure. Um, and the Bucks are not going to be good. Trevor, you used to be a Bucks fan not too uh, long ago. What, what do you think about this? It's the team? second favorite team. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. In football, as we all know, you have to score points to win a game, right? <laughs> you do. I, don't, I do. Don't you have to score typically. points? Yes. How How are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to score any points? I, I have no idea how. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how because here's the thing. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the worst running back unit in the entire NFL. The worst. 32nd. They're the worst. They have one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Warren Sharp has them 31st. Probably not far off. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL. Warren Sharp says 29. Sounds about right to me. So you have one. You have the worst running back unit. You have one of the worst quarterbacks. You have one of the worst offensive lines. How do you score points? I, I have no idea. Do you want me to tell you how they're going to score points? I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be the worst team in the entire football league. Fair enough. I think they're going to have the number one draft pick. Yeah, well, this and is, I think they're going to be terrible. You're getting ahead of me, Trevor. This yeah. is how they're going to score points. They're going to get Caleb Williams next year. All right, they're going to get Caleb there, Williams there, in the draft. There you go. And then they're going to score a lot of points. All I right? mean, maybe they're score a lot of maybe. points. So, so that's the thing. Like their defense is still all right. Like you know, they have some good receivers, but again, you need a you need a quarter you need a quarterback. You need an offensive line that's going to give you enough protection to give you time to throw those receivers. And even if you do have enough time, it's Baker Mayfield that's throwing to them. So. I don't know. I don't know. It's tricky. Obviously, the the coaching hasn't been good. The play calling was terrible, even when you had the greatest quarterback of all time. And now it's, I, I don't know. They still have a decent secondary again. So their defense can maybe keep them in games, but like st- you still got to score points. Even if, you, even if your defense can hold the other team to 17, you got to score more than 17. <laughs> even you got to score de- more than hey, 17. Even if your defense holds the other team to seven, you get a you you score, score more, more than, than seven. seven. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at the Bucks here. They have a six and a half over under. I think that's wild. It's going to be under. It, it just is. I think they're going to win probably like three games. All that's right. what I would say. Three and four. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ben, what do you what do you think about this team? I mean, they stink. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, I mean, this is what happens when you go all in with all in with Tom Brady the last couple of years. So, I mean, they're not good. Um, maybe, maybe a couple of times this, this year, Baker Mayfield will wake up feeling dangerous and they'll score like, I don't know, 13 points and they might win 13 to 10, but they're not a good team. They're, I mean, yeah, six and a half is ridiculous. I think they win like five games. So I'll take the under on that. They're not a good team. I'm not going to act like they're a good team. I could see them having the first overall pick next year, although there are some other teams that I think are already practicing for Caleb Williams in terms of how can they lose as many games as possible. So we'll see. I do think it'll be an interesting, uh, competition to see who gets Caleb Williams next year. I think the Bucks are absolutely in that in that category though. They're terrible. I will say if I were them, I would I would full on tank. Full on tank for Caleb yeah. Williams. Um but I I think that's that's gonna be the NFC South. We'll wrap it up there for the uh the NFC South. We'll do another division next week, um which will be very, very fun. Um okay next up here we have a little draft. I think everyone here is very excited about this draft. We are going to be doing the ice cream flavors draft. Now, here are the parameters. All right. The parameters, gentlemen, no niche flavors. You can't pick a flavor that one your local ice cream shop has down the street. It's just that one, and it's the greatest flavor you've ever had. These are generic flavors that if you walk into a random ice cream shop in the middle of nowhere, they most likely could have it. That's the parameters. There's also no double ups. I don't want to hear. Uh, I don't want to hear. Bean. Huh? Vanilla bean. Yeah, no, no. If, if <laughs> no vanilla, vanilla bean. Th- those are the same thing. Just vanilla. Those are the options. So uh, we do have a little order here. Uh, Benny, are you gonna keep track for us? I can write the picks down. Unless you're not prepared. All right. It looks like Trevor is prepared to write the picks down. That sound good to you, Ben? 
Yes, and, it's and the and the draft order is Ben is going first. Yes, Brandon is second, yes. and then I am third. Yep. Snake draft, as classic always. snake draft, five round five picks. picks. You guys know how we do it on here. Ben, you are on the clock. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Mr. Reliable. I'm gonna take a player that that I think we we all know is it has uh, has a high ceiling and a, and even a high floor, very low chance for bust. I'm gonna take Chocolate Chip. I think it's pretty. I think it's a pretty safe one-one pick, kind of an easy pick. I'm drafting Joe Burrow. You know what you're going to get out of him. You know he's going to be a good player. You know he's going to throw the ball where he needs to throw the ball. Um, he he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to wow you with his with his picks, but he's a solid player. He's going to win you some games. So I'll take Chocolate Chip. All right. I mean that's that's a pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Patrick Mahomes here. Uh, I'm gonna take Peanut Butter Cup. I think this is a a, a universal great one. Um, not that Chocolate Chip was bad. I genuinely think there's like five or six that could have went one and they're all reasonable. Um, but I, I am going to take Mahomes. I'm going to take Peanut Butter Cup. Um, it's, it's, it's a classic. Uh, everyone likes Reese's. You throw Reese's in ice cream. It's going to be good. It's as simple as that. Um, Peanut Butter Cup gets my pick. Um, and here's the thing. There's like seven. I'm cool with taking to my next pick, Trevor. So I, I actually think I could pick for you. I think I know what you're going to take. Well, this works out. I mean, if we're making quarterback comparisons here, Tom Brady just fell to me at number three, and mm-hmm. it's cookie dough. It's it's I the obvious number dough. one pick I here. I debated about taking cookie dough just so you couldn't have it, but I was like, I'll let Trevor have cookie dough. I, uh, the fact that I was the third pick and I got cookie dough, I mean, that's quite a steal, um, to say the least. That's like Luka Doncic falling to third. That's like Michael Jordan falling to third mm-hmm. back in 1984. It's pretty wild. So I will happily take cookie dough with my first pick here. And I will come back around. And with the number two pick here, I am going to take. Hmm, this is a tough one now. I could go a few different directions here. But, uh, you know, I, I could I could take one that Brandon might take. But I don't know if I'm going to. I don't know if I'm going to do that. Hey, I, think I didn't I didn't slight you. I was going to take <laughs> Cookie Dough. And I was like, no, I'll I, let him have it. I think I'll just go in my order, my normal draft order. I'm gonna take Snickers ice cream. Brand, Brandon got a Brandon peanut butter cup Reese's. You know, I Reese's was my number two. I'll take my number three. Snickers. Snickers is such a great candy. You throw it in ice cream, even better. So Snickers is my number three. All right. I'm glad you didn't take because I mean you know what I'm gonna take here. This is an easy layup of a choice for me. Cookies and cream off the board. I'll take it. Um and Trevor, I was going to take cookie dough. I really was, and I was like, you know what? I I'm gonna let you have it. It's your favorite. I want you to have it. And I feel like I still got two great picks. Um, cookies and cream is a great go-to. Um, this is, I mean, Ben, you were talking about Mister Reliable. Uh, this is this is frankly the Coward Junior of ice creams right here. Uh, you can never ever go wrong with Oreos and some vanilla ice cream. I mean, it's amazing. Just immaculate in a milkshake and put it in a cup, put it in a cone. Doesn't matter. Give me cookies and cream as my second round pick. Ben, we're to you. You get two picks. Yeah, again, I first overall pick is tough because now I, a lot of great players are off the board. I'm I'm struggling here. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll I'm gonna take Moose Tracks. I don't even know much about it. I've had it a few times. And okay, Moose Tracks it, great. It, I mean, it, it's hard it's hard not to like, right? It's got everything that you want. It's got peanut butter cups. It's got fudge. Um, it's typically I think it's vanilla ice cream. So it's got it's got everything you could possibly want in it. Um, I'll take Moose Tracks again. It just seems like it seems like the best player available at this time on my board. So I got to take the best player available. Um, with my next pick, I'm struggling here. I don't know what to do. Um, I would not. I think we've done a few of these drafts. I think it'd be very clear. I'd be a terrible GM because I just don't know what to do when the pressure's on me. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> take. You know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Vanilla. 
I think vanilla is a fantastic I think it's a great flavor. Pick. I think I'm yeah. going to take vanilla. I, I'm not even going to apologize for taking vanilla. I think vanilla is a fantastic pick. It's it's just so reliable. It's it, it talk about versatile. It is the definition of versatility. You can put it pretty much anywhere, and it will be a good player. It'll fit in any system. So I'm I'm cool with vanilla. I I think the vanilla pick is is absolutely excellent. I was hoping I'd get it get it a little lower. I wanted to slide that one in. Um, I'm going to go with another pretty easy pick. Uh, on my board here, I'm gonna go with brownie batter. Um, Trevor, I know, I I know you like this one. I'm sure this one was on your board pretty high. Um, but I mean, it's come on, it's brownie batter. How can I not pick. take it? Um, and my I, only I thing is, I'm, I don't. It's not a super common flavor though. I don't. You don't I, see. It I have a lot seen of that in many ice cream shops. I've seen brownie batter everywhere. Uh, okay, I've, I mean, I've looked at a lot of lists. I have not seen it on. I've only queen. seen it on maybe it's one of the five lists that I've seen today. Okay, Trevor. It's at every. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just critiquing the peak. Graders has it. No, they do not have it. I I'm just see. I also see it on the on the ranker. I'm looking at. I see it as well. I'm aware. I, I told you. I, 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 I looked at about five or six lists. I saw it on one. I'm just saying. I'm I'm just critiquing <laughs> a little bit. You can. I'm not. I'm not vetoing it. I'm just giving you my opinion. Trevor, you get you get you get double up on picks here. All right. So this is interesting. Um. So so it's tricky, right? Because a lot of the, again, we're not going too niche. A lot of these flavors that I have on my draft board are st- they're things that normally it would be this thing and like another thing. So I can't pick like the super niche flavor. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll just go ahead and take salted caramel. Um, if you have if you mix salted caramel with ice cream, it, it's just incredible. In fact, anything salted caramel is good. Brandon and I have had this discussion many times. You you have the flavor salted caramel with pretty much anything. It's good. So you put it with ice cream. It's going to be good. It's just really as simple as that. So I'm, I'm very happy to get salted caramel here. Um, it's fantastic. Just that salt and sweet combination um, never gets old. So salted caramel is my next pick, my third pick here. And then I have one more, my fourth pick. Um, so this is tricky because um, I don't know if I'm allowed to take this, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with something else. This is this is another thing. Again, we're we're not trying to go too niche, but I really love cheesecake, and there are so many places you can get like a cheesecake ice cream, right? So I'll I'll just say cheesecake overall with like a good vanilla ice cream. But you can get strawberry cheesecake, you can get an Oreo cheesecake, but cheesecake is so I as we know we talked about cheese. What what was another draft we did? We did like types of desserts, desserts yeah. and I drafted cheesecake. So clearly, if you're if you're a regular listener, you know I love cheesecake. So that's gonna be my fourth pick here. Um, cheesecake with ice cream, phenomenal combination. I'll I'll accept the cheesecake. I I, I think that's all right, but that is teetering the line because I I don't know any ice cream place I can get cheesecake at. There's none that like near here. Uh, there's a lot. There's hey, none here. Handles. Oh, handles might have handles. It. You certainly can't. You can't get it at Mitchell's. No, no. There's they don't have cheesecake flavors. You sure? Yeah, no, no, mm. none. I think Dairy Queen does. Maybe I don't think they do, but I'll I'll accept that that's generic enough. You went generic yeah. enough, where I think Ben, you you go with that. Um, it's fine. If we're gonna let brownie batter and and other things go, then that's fine. But also it. like like and I know Moose Tracks is a known flavor, but it like combines a lot of things. Moose tracks does. That's a very common flavor. But you it, can get that it combines like three different but things. But that doesn't there. matter. It was a great pick. It, it's mm, common. That's the thing. It's common. Cheesecake and as in general, like it's I feel like it's not it's it's on the line where like it's kind of common, but like not I don't know. All right. I'm gonna go, Ben, I'm gonna pull one out of your book here. I'm gonna take chocolate. I mean, we're, we're what are we doing here? Give me chocolate off the board, just a classic. 
Um, another one that I think always hits well. Um, chocolate's an easy pick for me. Uh, ben, we're back to you. Two picks, your final two picks. Yeah, my, my fourth pick, I think it's a steal. I'm taking mint chocolate chip. I think it's a fantastic flavor. Fantastic flavor. And I'll tell you what, people that like mint chocolate chip, people that like mint chocolate chip, they love mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip has a strong following. Strong following. Hold on. Hold on. Pause real quick. Right before the podcast, the listeners aren't going to know this. I was like, we're not going to do like mint flavors of stuff. And everyone agreed not to. No, we did not agree. We didn't agree. There was definitely agreement. We Ben, no. you were like, I don't really like mint, and Trevor, you're like, yeah, I'm Brandon. not going to draft mint. So. Hey, Brandon, you ever thought of this? I, 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 I lied. I lied, so you guys wouldn't take it. I, I was absolutely going to take it. I, I was. I, I would have taken it earlier wow, if I didn't know. This I, if I knew that you guys were going to take it, I would have taken it earlier, but I knew you guys weren't going to take it, so I gladly will take it fourth. I think it's a fantastic I, I do play. not like this mint chocolate chip take. I, I would protest uh, this take. I Brandon, think you got to watch yourself. Ben, Ben, you have chocolate chip and mint chocolate chip. That, so that yeah. is a little. Very that different. is why it's that bad. That is slightly That's sketchy. That's why it's no, bad. They're very different. What do you mean? They're they're, they're uh, not the same. Oh no! They're not I the same the at all. Bigger, no. I think the bigger L is the fact that he took chocolate chip with the first pick. I think. Oh, that's no, Trevor, that was, you that can't even. You yeah, can't even critique. critique I think that's the you bigger. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, real that's quick, a bad take. What is the drastic difference between cookie dough and chocolate chip? They're pretty similar. So that's, that yeah, adds add to my point, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you for adding to my point. Oh, Thank you for adding to my point. You know what? I see Trevor's point Thank now. you for adding to my point. I see his point. Ben took ben, chocolate it's chip L. before cookie dough. <laughs> <laughs> when it, <laughs> cookie dough, it, mine, literally inc- I see. mine literally includes cookie dough and Ben's doesn't. I, and he took it before it. I, I, I <laughs> so actually am down with this. Thank you for adding to my point. Um, but anyway, mint, mint chocolate chip by itself is a really good pick. I think it's probably better, arguably better than regular chocolate chip. Um, but anyway, oh, Trevor, I, I considered, I considered, I considered taking it instead of cheesecake, but I, I let, I just did cheesecake. So anyway, Ooh, Trevor, um, I can't, right. I mean, I just can't take, I can't take anything you say seriously. If you're going to say things like that. Oh my gosh. You're, you're saying that chocolate chip was a terrible first pick. Oh my gosh. I can't take you. seriously. I, I just think I just can't. no, like chocolate I don't chip, think it's a terrible first take, but Trevor makes a wonderful point. Like if you're going to have cookie dough or chocolate chip, just, they're very similar. One is better. Cookie dough. Yeah. One, cookie, cookie dough is dough. better. Absolutely. But one was a first rounder. One's a fourth rounder. I'm taking this in the fourth round. No, we're not talking about mint chocolate chip. No, we're talking about cookie, cookie dough. dough versus chocolate chip. Oh, that's fine. But again, chocolate chip was the easy one-one pick. It's it, it, you're not like, you're not missing on that pick. You no, know what you're getting I, out of it. I agree with Trevor here. If if there is not a staunch difference between chocolate chip and cookie dough, like why and I would you, rather have cookie dough. Like, I would. If you, if you that's fine. Again, that's place. your opinion. But I'm just telling you, chocolate chip is the clear easy number one, easy one-one pick. Why are we critiquing again? I picked Joe Burrow. Like, why are we critiquing that I picked the clear number one pick? Yeah, you're picking Joe Burrow over Tom Brady, basically. That's um, not true at all. That's I mean, that's not true right, at all. Ben, you because can, you got because pick here. because you're saying that the greatest of all time went third. Brandon also passed on it, so you can't be saying that it's it's like the easiest I, pick I ever. Right? Brandon, Two people Brandon picked made on a mistake of passing on it too. I I passed on it out of respect for my co-host. That's <laughs> not true at all. That's that's such a lie. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, it 100 percent is. That's such a lie. Mm. Anyway, again, I, I I think we've made it clear. Like you guys always think that I have terrible picks, but I've been told many times that people agree with me over you guys a lot. So again, I'm not no going to act I, like I think your picks that's are not true I mean, all. your picks are all good. They're, They're good picks. They're just okay. you know. It's fine. Again, mint chocolate chip has a very strong following. The fact I, somebody's going to well, Brandon doesn't do the I, graphics. I anymore, like it, but somebody will see it and think that okay, it's Brandon's wild that it lasts until the fourth round. Yeah, I know. And somebody, if if this ever comes out, somebody will see that mint chocolate chip is a fourth rounder, and they will not believe it because the people that like it love it. So I'm cool with the fourth round. Um, my last I, pick, I, I don't, I, I don't I think, have any. 
Go ahead. I'm a, I'm a supporter of the mint chocolate chip pick. Two, I almost picked it myself. There's two bad things about this. Number one is because you have chocolate chip, and number two because you you meta gamed a little bit here and you outplayed the system. I don't like this. I, well, I but I I now know that we can do this. Well, now no, there's knowledge of this but happening. That that's that's a learning point for you. We should not be talking about what flavors we like and don't like before we start recording the podcast. I I, I don't give you my opinions. You're I the asked, one that's always giving like, your can opinions. Can we agree not to do mint? Yeah. Well, we, let's we just stop agree. talking about. The, let's just yes, stop talking about it before we record. No, we didn't. Let's just not talk about it before we record. That's easy enough. All right, Ben. What's you your you shouldn't have been asking here? questions about who likes mint and who doesn't like mint. You should. You should. Draft I played you. you. I played you, and you're upset. You should with draft. You I, should I've draft. been. I've I'm been waiting to. You're the draft, one. So you're the one that wants to critique my draft all the time. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I do. I tell you what. I don't have any flavors left that I like. Now again, you guys might pull out some flavors that I wouldn't consider to be uh, I, normal flavors. I have a lot left. But in terms of normal flavors that I, in my opinion, I've left, I don't have any that I like. So. Um, I have a ton left. I do have a flavor I love, and but I don't know if it's worth you two t- telling me how terrible a pick it is. So I don't know if I want to do it. And I'll just do it. I'll Who do cares? It. I'll take like a mocha flavor of some sort. Mocha is amazing. Any 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 coffee flavor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. That's okay. I, mean, that's I, I don't like coffee. So, but I don't hate the pick. So coffee, okay. So coffee's off the board then. Mocha, coffee, what? same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coffee's off the board. Okay, yeah. it was on my draft board. That's why I asked. Yeah, yeah. So coffee's I a good to, pick, I, Yeah. Okay. All right. I I have an obvious one. I think I cleared this draft. I'm very surprised this came back to me. I'll take Rocky Road. What are we doing, gentlemen? Oh, see, I I, I don't like so, I don't like nuts so in my ice cream. Rocky I can't Road? do nuts in the ice cream. I can't do peanuts. Rocky Road has it has marshmallow nuts. Oh no. I think it has caramel and it's a chocolate base. No, it's bad. It's delicious. Marshmallows delicious. and ice cream do not it's go well good. at all. Marshmallows and ice cream is just a bad well, combination. Well, honestly, it's not like it's not like chunky. Mar- it's more like fluffy marshmallow. Like it's like yeah. stringy. And like I just can't um, do nuts and ice cream. Fine. I don't like it. I don't like nuts and ice cream. Yeah, that that's that. My draft clears. Uh, I I will say it's a heavy chocolate lovers draft on on mine. Yeah, uh, it sure. is a lot of chocolate for you, Brandon. Which but, which uh, is on brand. I was about to say that that seems yeah. very, on brand. Yeah. Um. All right, so I I have the final pick of this draft. Um, and and Ben, for a second, Ben, when you were talking and you were like, you guys might hate this pick, I thought you were gonna take the thing that I'm about to take because I feel oh, like oh Trevor, I think I know what it's gonna. I be. feel yeah, like it might it. be unpopular, but I know Don't there's a lot it. of people that like it, and I really like it too. And I only have two other flavors on my draft board, and this one is definitely better than the other one. Um, So I'm going to take butter pecan here with my last pick. I love butter pecan. It was on my list. It's on my list. Okay. Well, I thought thought Brandon may have hated on it, but he's No, I love butter pecan. Butter pecan, last pick. Dude, butter pecan's great. That that's good. That was going to be one of my honorable mentions. I was very excited to like say that because I that would have been another one that I like really, really like I would have taken. So I think that's a lovely pick. Okay, awesome. Oh, actually, actually, no, I, I meant to take lavender honey, my bad. <laughs> no, 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 no <laughs> lavender honey. That stuff's bad. Too niche. Um, all right, so, <clears throat> yeah, that's our that's our draft, right? Yeah, do we want to read off all of our teams? Oh, yeah, 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 read them, read them off. So, my team, um, I have cookie dough, Snickers, salted caramel, cheesecake, and butter pecan, all basically vanilla bases. My, my sort of hot take is that basically vanilla is really good, but if you can add a lot of things to it to make it better, that's why a lot of these picks I had above vanilla, um, including butter pecan, by the way, I would rather butter pecan than vanilla. But anyway, that's my team. Um, that's crazy. How's it crazy? It's a classic. Yeah. But I'm saying if you add things to it, it makes it better. If you add butter and pecan, if you add butter, if you make butter pecan is better than vanilla because it's vanilla. I can't get on board with that. Other good things. I can't get on board with that. I I love butter pecan. It's great. Vanilla is vanilla is just like it's it's just it's the original. Like it's it's great. 
It, it really is Yeah, great. And, and things evolve. You know, Trevor, why. you, you <laughs> said you were just going to read off the teams. You said you are going to read off the teams, and this is just turning into you telling me how terrible my pick <laughs> is. So I don't appreciate that at all. You're being very subjective right now. <laughs> all right, Trevor, go Fair ahead. Fair enough. Read off the rest. Oh, oh, read off your guys' teams too? Oh. Okay. Oh, so you were just going to read off your team and then we were going to stand down? Oh, yeah. I don't remember what this I is ridiculous. Okay. This is ridiculous. Okay, you were just going to read this off your amateur team? amateur work. We're, we're oh 220 gosh. episodes in. What's going on here? Good Lord. Uh, well, I, I, I know you guys forgot your teams. Uh, so this is Brandon's draft. Peanut butter cup, cookies and cream, brownie batter, chocolate, and Rocky Road. Mm-hmm. Clears. And then Ben's team, chocolate chip, moose tracks, vanilla, Mint chocolate chip and coffee or mocha, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so those are the three teams. I think just to say, I think all 15 of these flavors are really good. I would I would eat all of them and I would have a great time eating all, any of these flavors. So just wanted to say that. Um, yeah, I think I think everyone had a, a pretty solid draft. I, I, I like the picks. Ben's chocolate chip and mint chocolate chip, com- the combination of both of them and Bending the rules, not my favorite. Um, <laughs> I I think Ben Ben loses the draft for that reason. Trevor, I think we're pretty close. We, so we, you're complaining that I broke a rule that didn't exist? That doesn't make any sense. No, it's not about breaking <laughs> a rule that didn't exist. You, you took two things that are essentially the same. Just a marginal. Again, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I, I I'm not gonna complain about taking mint chocolate chip in the fourth round. I just can't. I I cannot. Or I cannot yeah. apologize for that. I'm not gonna apologize. Fair for enough. That. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up the pod there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this one. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave five star review. Um, if you did enjoy it, uh, we got a lot of podcasts coming out. We'll have another Big Brother podcast recapping the first week. Um, that'll be Friday. Probably know yet. Either Friday night or Saturday morning. Okay. We don't we aren't sure on the day yet. Um hopefully a 12th row podcast episode is coming out this week. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh Cinemaniacs, Aaron and I should be back uh next week. It should be next week. We'll have two episodes coming out. Oppenheimer, Barbie. Um I've been slacking. Apologies to Aaron if you're listening. That is on me. Um go check out our website, thesmallballers.com. And with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.